Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I hope that you're having a beautiful day so far. Thank you for joining me. I do have a little update that I wanted to share simply because it's something that has been bringing me a lot of joy in the last little while and has been very expansive and potentially could be expansive for you to hear as well, particularly surrounding the life category of friendships. And this is a topic that comes up a lot in my personal life and I've started to explore it a little bit more on social media and sharing different aspects of my journey with friendship and I'll actually be having a whole episode coming out specifically regarding friendship and adult friendship and it's just been something that I've been really longing for in the last little while and I have done a lot of moving around in the last few years and so it's been kind of just an interesting journey for me to try to navigate and to try to situate myself in this interesting landscape of adult friendships and how that feels a little bit different from when friends were so easily accessible and Anyways, I guess in the last few months, I've been trying to be a lot more intentional with friendships, really creating space for quality friendships and quality connections, and trying to perhaps be more intentional with the way that I show up to friendships in communicating my needs, and then also being willing to hear the needs of others and be a better friend for others. And anyways, the reason I bring this up is I feel like I might have had a little bit of a breakthrough in the last actually just few days. I have been really feeling called to establish a circle of friends that are like-minded and, you know, just really feel like it can be myself and I haven't really had this feeling in a while and so it's been something that I've really been intentionally trying to cultivate and recently I was reflecting with a close friend of mine on you know what we were looking for because she's kind of in the same boat where we're kind of just looking to build our friendship circle, expand our friendship circle and start to do different things. I'm lucky that I have this friend that's close to me where she and I are both really interested in you know, reconnecting with our inner child and doing fun things and playing and biking and being able to do crafts. And so we've both had each other to kind of lean on in that experience. And I thought it'd be kind of fun to start to form some connections around things like crafts and things like play. And so 
the reason I'm sharing this is because la- or two nights ago, I hosted a collage night with myself and three other girlfriends. Two of them are friends I've had for a while, but one of them is a new friend. And it was just so interesting because I was kind of nervous to actually invite people over and... I always have this fear when I'm organizing things that no one's going to show up or people aren't going to enjoy themselves or whatever it may be. Again, coming back to this fear of being seen trying, extending into trying socially, trying to put ourselves out there, trying to make friends. And I was just open to the idea of this being different and just open to the idea of what it what if it could be fun what if it could be exciting to try this and what if it didn't have to be this embarrassing thing and I'm so glad I pushed through that fear because it was honestly such a fun night I posted about it on TikTok we got some old magazines from this used bookshop near my place and we had some snacks and we just chatted and we made our kind of collages some of us did vision boards others just did kind of more of an artistic approach and then at the end we kind of presented each of what we made so that was honestly that night alone was so lovely for me and it was the first time that I had really felt connected and like I was capable of forming these types of friendships and then last night we a couple of those same girls as well as a few other people that we just met we did this new moon or sorry full moon kind of ritual at the beach we went to the beach and again it was my first time meeting a couple of the people that were there so I was a little intimidated going into it and me and my close friend that went together we were kind of wondering if we'd feel out of place or if we would feel like We were imposing on the whole experience because we didn't really know the person that had organized it. But honestly, once again, pushing past those fears, it was such a fun night. And I would highly, highly recommend both a collage night as well as a beach night if you have a beach available or just a a night that you can celebrate or come together and have some sort of ritual or a little routine. And we just so happened to do this around the full moon. And yeah, I just wanted to share that because honestly, I have some insecurities when it comes to friendships, which we'll talk about when I record that episode. And it's just been really expansive these last few weeks to put myself out there in new ways, to push past these feelings that I have and just to allow myself to form new connections, and form new friendships. Segwaying into the episode for today, we're going to be talking about jealousy and the reason being is this has actually been a big theme in my life, both in that it's limited me in a lot of ways at various points of my life, but also more recently as I've begun to reframe it, it's actually allowed me to learn a lot more about myself and to understand what it is that I actually desire and to actually begin to reflect upon why it is that I have these feelings and how I can expand beyond them. I think jealousy is a very natural feeling to have and to experience and so this episode isn't about shaming ourselves for having that experience but it's about looking at the information and the feedback that we can receive from this feeling that we have in order to transmute it into something that can actually 
create opportunities to evolve and expand and learn more about ourselves. So the reason that this has been a big theme for me and actually is kind of one of the cornerstones of why I started the design your character process and started reflecting on my life in this way was essentially because I noticed over the years how often I found myself sitting with feelings of jealousy and resentment and envy towards others who specifically had something that I desired on some level. I realized how often I was spending in this extremely unpleasant emotion and not actually allowing it to activate anything in me. So I was just kind of sitting with this emotion and with this feeling and I felt it affecting my friendships. I felt it affecting my relationships. Jealousy would often manifest as competition, downplaying someone else's success. And ultimately, one thing that I found really didn't align with me was I found it hard to celebrate other people. When I began to actually become conscious of this pattern and start to, you know, self-inquire a little bit more about jealousy and where it came from, I had an interesting revelation and some memories sprouting up from childhood. I realized that I had made the association of someone else's success with my lack thereof or with my direct exclusion. So for example, in early life, a friend getting a part in the play meant that I didn't get that part or someone else making the team meant that there was enough wasn't enough space for me on the team and a big one too especially within groups of girls when I was young was that there seemed to be only so much room in the friend group so somebody else getting accepted into the friend group meant that there was less room for me and I want to give an example of this because you know I've shared a little bit about my childhood experience of social exclusion and how that played out in later years in the way that I went on to exclude others and then went on to never really be able to find a sense of belonging within myself. So my best friend and I at the time, we were basically tied at the hip since kindergarten and we got put into the class above us. So we were with the older kids with the kids in the grade above us and there was only I think five or six of us that were in that position that we got moved up into an older class so we were kind of in this different environment socially and the group of friends in the older class was really exclusive and despite my best friend and I being really close up until that point we were both just basically scraping by and both clawing to be accepted and included in this new social environment. We both had that same mentality that there was only so much room within the social group. So we started to get really competitive with one another. And in moments where she was being included more than I was, I would feel really jealous and resentful of her and vice versa. And luckily, years later, we've been able to chat and joke and laugh about it. And we've stayed friends. But we both agreed that during that period that we were in that situation, it was basically every man for himself. Like we'd take any opportunity to, (laughs) this sounds really bad now that I'm saying it, but 
We'd take any opportunity to throw the other person under the bus if we felt that it would help us maintain our social position for just a little bit longer. And bear in mind, this is when we were very, very young, and it's nothing extreme. It's just, you know, gossiping about that person if we saw the opportunity to, or like I said in moments that one of us was feeling more included, kind of not being as willing to accept the other person because we were both operating from the same mentality that there was only so much space within the group. Many of us, understandably so, in life really do strive for that feeling of belonging and social acceptance. And so in moments where we feel that we have to abandon ourselves or abandon even our close friends and the bonds that we have in order to be accepted, we will make those sacrifices oftentimes. And then what we learn about the world is that in order to get what we want i.e. social acceptance or approval or love from others or a sense of belonging, we may have to give up certain parts of ourselves, abandon ourselves, let go of certain friendships, and really just disconnect ourselves from our authenticity. Another big way that I found this showing up was in the competition for male attention and male gaze. In a patriarchal society where our self-worth is so centered around how desirable and essentially useful we are to men, it's not altogether surprising that the natural consequence is competing amongst each other for that prize, even on a subconscious level. And when we're young, we're constantly scanning our environment, making associations, finding how we fit into the world, building our sense of identity. And again, what seems to have been hardwired into my psyche during this formative period of my life, both through the social experience as well as the male gaze experience, someone else's success equals my failure. And how that translates now is if that's someone's career success, academic success, social status, how attractive someone is, the opportunity opportunities that they have. And I can only speak from my own perspective, but this seems to manifest as judgment and resentment and at its extremes can even look like bullying. And unfortunately, I see this being directed a lot from women to other women. And so rather than being able to uplift and support, be there for each other, celebrate one another, and really find strength in our connection and in our community, we're basically made to feel that someone else's success directly takes away from ours. So as I mentioned, what I began to notice within myself when I started to explore this idea of designing your character and allowing other people to serve as an opportunity to expand me and to show me what's possible and to be able to connect with people who have had different life experiences and learn from them, which is ultimately the vision that I have for myself. It's not within my desired reality to continue to sit in this space of jealousy and resentment and feeling like I can't celebrate anybody else because it means that it's taken away from me. So when it comes to the process of designing your character, that's initially why I started doing it because literally I was just sick of feeling jealous of typically women who were living in a way that I desired. 
all of my narratives and mental energy was devoted to reaffirming the belief about myself that other people were luckier, more desirable, more successful, had more opportunities than I could ever have. And again, also this narrative that I was stuck in that somebody else's success, desirability, opportunities that they had directly took away from what I had, even in situations where that wasn't even the case. Someone getting a promotion in a field that has nothing to do with me, being unable to celebrate that and being unable to fully be expanded by the success of others. The way that I essentially felt towards people who had something I desired on some level wasn't inspiration. It was resentfulness and judgmental. I'm not sure if that's a word. And this wasn't just among strangers. I even noticed this kind of competitive energy showing up even in friendships. And I think we're at such a pivotal point after having been isolated for the past few years and also going through different events that are going on in the world that have just highlighted to me the importance more than ever of community, of friendship, of working together, of celebrating one another, of uplifting one another, and being able to recognize that somebody else and their success has the opportunity to expand us. The cool thing about being open to evolving and shifting into new ways of being and not always feeling like we're stuck in one pattern of behavior or in one way of thinking is that the process basically of designing your character can also be done collectively. When we identify patterns of behavior within ourselves that are perpetuating division and competition and resentfulness, We allow ourselves to be open and vulnerable about them and to talk to other people and to recognize these patterns within ourselves. And then we can share ideas and feedback about new, more harmonious patterns we can adopt. Because it is difficult to acknowledge even within ourselves that our feeling of, for example, resentment or judgment are rooted in jealousy. It's almost like it's an embarrassing thing to admit. But I think by denying it, we can continue to project that our negative feelings or judgments towards others are actually about them, as opposed to a narrative we have about ourselves, which I'm not suggesting is the case for everything, perhaps. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. narratives that we have are justified but a lot of the time we tend to see someone that has the potential to inspire us but when we're operating from this place of basically feeling unworthy of the reality that they're living in then we can we can tend to shift into feelings of like I said, resentment and judgment and competition. So when we deny that we're having this experience, we deny ourselves the opportunity to understand where these feelings might be coming from and essentially to rewire that reaction that we have and to expand and evolve away from it. The reality is, and what it really boils down to for me, is that jealousy and resentment aren't enjoyable states of being, but they can be information information about a narrative that we may have about ourselves and others, information about what it is that we actually desire, and also our narratives about our ability to attain that desire. Because the cool thing about jealousy is that on the other side of it can be the opportunity to be inspired and expanded. We have this unique opportunity now with the internet to be exposed to all of these different ways of being And we can allow that to make us feel worse about ourselves and our own situations. Or we can open up to the opportunity for that exposure to help us to learn about ourselves and our desires and to say yes to them. That's really how this design your character process started for me. As I mentioned, I didn't feel like simply sitting in jealousy and resentment was activating anything in me that would help me to gain momentum towards my desired reality. I feel like the exposure to other people and their lives, especially when it was something that I desire, was simply reaffirming the belief within me that it wasn't possible for me to get there, which again, energetically closes me off to actually expanding into that reality. I was sick of sitting in that unpleasant emotion all of the time, and I ultimately wanted to be able to celebrate and uplift those around me and see that, wow, if they could do that, I wonder if I could. Again, opening up to that sense of curiosity and exploration and experimentation, which is really what I feel I'm here to do. So now when I'm exposed to my desires through other people's experiences or lifestyle, whether that's through personal life or on social media, this curiosity and inquisitiveness that I have is almost like me energetically opening up and saying yes to having that experience myself. So the question is, 
how can we take this experience and transmute it into an opportunity to evolve and expand? Because I'm not suggesting that we will navigate our life never experiencing emotions like resentment or jealousy or envy or any of these things, but if we can allow them to be information and we can take a second to decide how we want to respond, this can be really powerful and being able to actually gain momentum towards our desired reality. So it's not just the quote-unquote positive emotions that can help us to expand and evolve. It's actually very, very much all the whole spectrum. And if we can use the whole spectrum of our being to continue to support our evolution and expansion, that's where I think it can be really, really powerful. So the first thing before even getting into it, which I think can be helpful, is to reflect upon how our attitude towards the success, achievement, or well-being of others came to be. So again, thinking about experiences like the one that I shared, where we learned something about what it meant to witness the success or achievement of others. What did it mean, for example, when other people in early life got good grades or had a certain achievement What did that mean to you and how might that have formed the current attitude that you have towards the success and achievement of others? This process also helps us to extend some compassion towards the version of ourselves that learned that perhaps the success of others meant our own failure, how hurtful that would feel and how lonely that would feel, and to perhaps for the very first time validate that inner wound. And it also, at the same time, gives us the opportunity to kind of close up that wound and to rewire that association that we may have with the success of others by being curious about it and questioning it. So using my example, is it true that someone else's success means my failure? Perhaps in some situations this may be the case, but more often than not, it has nothing to do with me, and I still find myself acting as though it does. Asking ourselves questions before we start engaging in automatic reactions can slowly help us to pause that momentum just in that moment and direct it in a different way. Because when it comes to the automatic associations that we make, for example, with me, someone else's success means my failure, this can happen so quickly that I don't even notice it. So being able to notice when I'm in that state of being Again, by first understanding that association that I've made and then to feel myself starting to go down that thought pattern and take a pause and just ask myself questions. I find that taking a pause and then trying to replace the thought pattern that I'm having with something positive sometimes feels like too big of a stretch. So just questioning it can actually help a lot in terms of just being open. It doesn't mean that we have to have the answers now to redirect that thought pattern, but it just means that we're open to it. So direct it towards inspiration and expansion. For example, witnessing somebody else's success and saying, okay, I'm noticing this feeling. 
What about this person's experience or lifestyle do I actually desire? And again, when it comes to the design your character process, this can really help us to come up with the core values that underlie our desired reality and the characteristics that we associate with the character that is living that desired reality. So as an example, let's say on social media, I see someone who is a really successful content creator who is able to travel freely and is able to create freely and I start to notice a feeling of jealousy and resentment and so I take a moment to ask myself okay what is it about this person's lifestyle that I desire and I start to actually notice that it's the sense of freedom that they have and I start to realize that freedom is really important to me as well and what does that look like in my life It doesn't have to look the same way that this person's life does, but we can, again, extract the pieces of information and the feedback about that person's life that is resonating with us on some level and then identify what that would look like in our lives. Another piece of information that can be really revealing is when we ask ourselves, what do I tell myself about my ability to live that desired reality? And this can uncover some of the potentially limiting narratives and blocking narratives that we have about ourselves, about our ability to live our desired reality, and some of the things that may be keeping us closed off from it. Using myself as an example again, let's say I see this person, the successful content creator, traveling, having lots of freedom, being financially supported, and I feel jealousy. And I recognize that it's because I would like to also have the experience of freedom. Now, what do I tell myself about my ability to get there? I tell myself that it's really hard to cultivate this type of lifestyle, that it's very much the exception and not the rule, that people who can get to that point must have had a very financially wealthy upbringing, and that's not what I experienced, so therefore I can't have that experience or that it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort to get to that point and while I'm working so I don't really have that time and that energy. So you can start to see what type of reality and what type of mindset and thought patterns and beliefs this narrative would continue to uphold. It would likely make me continue to feel unworthy of this type of lifestyle continue to feel like it's not possible and the reality is is those narratives really probably won't motivate me into action to start to create that lifestyle for myself so again shifting out of this doesn't necessarily have to mean that we automatically believe that it's possible for us but what is a version of that reality that could potentially be possible for us in the way that we're living now how could we give ourselves the experience of freedom in small ways now and how could we seek out examples of people who perhaps this person that i'm seeing on social media I really can't resonate with them because they've had a completely different lifestyle to me, but what if I could seek out examples of people and if I was open to being shown examples of people who have had a very similar upbringing to me, who have had a very similar background and life experience and 
who are living that desired reality because I can almost guarantee there will be examples of those types of people. And the difference in the way that this openness to seeing a different reality and seeing what could be possible, not having to automatically have the answers in that moment, but just that openness and the way that that activates us to be more open to inspiration and ideas and opportunities and meeting people that align with us and just the way that that makes us feel energetically. Being able to also ask ourselves if there's anything that we need to give to ourselves to feel safe or deserving of that reality. So perhaps on some level I'm closed off to seeing this person who's a successful content creator because maybe I'm really scared of being in the spotlight. Maybe I'm scared of what that would look like for me and how my life would change. So my internal narrative and my energetic state is to close off from that if i do on some level desire that same success as a content creator and knowing that that is going to be a visible position to be in what are the things that i can give myself to feel safe doing that and how can i cultivate a feeling of inner safety so that i'm more ready to navigate potential challenges that come along with being in the spotlight and being in a public facing position Jealousy can also be something that can tell us about specific areas of our lives where we feel insecure or out of alignment or stuck. And this can provide us with good insight as to where to start in the design your character process, which category of life to begin to reflect upon. So for example, one area where in the past I felt really unhappy and unfulfilled was in intimate relationships. And I would find myself feeling really jealous of people who were in healthy, happy relationships. And now I myself am in one, so I don't feel that anymore. So the categories in which I feel the jealousy also help me to see where I feel out of alignment. So I would literally start keeping a record of this. The themes and words that came up were what I realized later form the basis of my core values. So I had mentioned freedom, but also things like creative expression and community and adventure. And for me, it wasn't always about copying exactly how that person embodied that trait, but more starting to form a vision of the version of myself living that desired reality and then starting to copy or embody that. So this is literally my process. See someone or experience the feeling of jealousy. Reflect on what that person represents that I desire. Open up to that desire. And form a vision of myself living that desired reality and embodying that core value that they represent and then begin to align myself to it. And what that actually looks like is, for example, I would write down that they represent the thing that I desire, for instance, freedom. Then I would form my characteristics around that. I would identify what it would look like for me to embody that experience of freedom taking an extra 10 minutes on my morning walk before I start work, allowing myself to create and post content that isn't always in a neat and tidy niche and category. And while I would write down a really long list of characteristics that represent freedom, for example, I like to always focus on one or two at a time that it can actually be 
mindful and receptive of all the opportunities in my daily life that are offering me the opportunity to embody that. So as an example, having written down freedom over my schedule and the freedom to choose how I spend my days because I am self-employed. I had an opportunity the other day where I was working and a friend texted me and asked me if I wanted to go to the beach with her. And it was an immediate recognition of the mental narrative that went on in my head justifying why I couldn't go and why I you know should stick with my work and then remembering that I had identified that having freedom over my schedule and having the freedom to choose how I desired to spend my day was really important to me and this was an opportunity for me to begin to align to that and embody that. And the reason that I like to form an image of myself living that desired reality rather than trying to copy exactly how someone else is doing it is two reasons. Number one, it can eliminate any narratives about differences in circumstances between me and the person who has what I desire. And number two, imagining that there is a version of me already living that reality kind of takes my desires off a pedestal. Imagining that I already have that thing and it's not about some big negotiation or part of myself that I have to abandon to get there. It's about removing friction between me and that version of myself so that they can connect, almost like a magnet. And I also want to share that I had this question come up on TikTok about isn't the whole process of designing your character like pretending to be someone you're not? To me, this question implies that there's finality in who we are, that we can't evolve and expand and take opportunities to shapeshift. And the reality is, is that there are certain aspects of the way that I am currently that actually really don't feel like my authentic self. So to move away from that doesn't feel like I'm pretending to be someone that I'm not. In fact, it's the opposite. It feels like I'm returning back to who I really am. This is a process that brings me joy. It helps me to more fully embody my authentic self by removing my blocking narratives. And it ultimately helps me to live a life that I desire. So I understand that we can bring in an energy to this type of practice like anything that is more rooted in the belief that we are not enough as we are and we need to shift away from that and change away from that. So I think it is important to be mindful of that energy and intention that we bring into the practice but the reality is as is with the case of jealousy if it can also help us to be more harmonious within ourselves and others for me that's worth the effort and I don't believe that things like the reactions that I had towards seeing the success of others or constantly feeling resentful and jealous are foundational to who I am so again shifting away from those patterns doesn't feel like trying to be someone that I'm not. Like I said, it's actually the opposite. So that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope that you enjoyed and I really hope that if you are using the design your character template or you're doing that process on your own and you're just going through this evolution yourself that you are really enjoying it and it's also bringing you joy and pleasure and excitement like it does to me. So thank you so much as always for being here. I really, really appreciate you and I will see you in next week's episode. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.